With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another edition of the Go Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. Most of my content comes from me. I usually say 90% um, other information comes off the Internet. All right. So for today's show, I'm going to start a little bit differently. Um, Merry Christmas. It's December 25th, uh, 2019. This is episode number 25. Um, My Christmas wish list for Florida State football. Um, Number 10. I have I did one through 10 with my Christmas list for Florida State football. Number 10, facility upgrades. <clears throat> I, I think I've gone into details about um, the facilities not being awesome. They're good, but not awesome. Uh, stadium upgrades. Um, I broke down the um, I did my breakdown on Dope Campbell Stadium uh, on the previous episode, and that is number nine. Uh, football only facility. I broke that down on the previous episode. Um, it's definitely a must have. Number seven, Tate Rotomaker or Chuba Purdy elevate the quarterback gameplay. <clears throat> I think this kind of is like a no-brainer. We need better quarterback play. And I really don't care who the starter is. I have no preference. But the guy that you're going to march out there September 5th, 2020 against West Virginia needs to be the right guy. The previous staff misdiagnosed virtually every position on this team with the exception of two, Cam Akers, Marvin Wilson, and we need to get this right. Uh, We need more four-star and five-star players. Um, I'm not really a star guy, but... Usually when you have more four and five star players on your team, you're in the college football playoff contending for championships. See Alabama, see Clemson, see Ohio State, see Oklahoma. Their teams are littered with four and five star players. Um, Winning attitude. We have to change or get back to what we used to be. Not really the fans, but the team. A lot of these guys on this team haven't done anything except go to the Independence Bowl and now the Sun Bowl. So somehow, some way, we have to reinstill that or reinstall um, that championship mindset. Um, We need two dynamic running backs. 
when Florida State is at its best, we have two dynamic running backs. When our running game is really good, see Devontae Freeman, see uh, I forget the other guy's name that was his running mate, the big running back. He was about 6'2", 230. Uh, I have to look him up, but you guys know who I'm talking about. We need uh, a more potent running game. Competent coaching. I think we have competent coaching now. My thing is, can they get some offensive linemen in here and can they put the right players in the right spot? That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. We need at least two to four pass rushing defensive ends. We the the only guy that I think can consistently get to the quarterback is uh Janarius Robinson. We don't know what Kane Doe's gonna be from this injury. So we need more pass rushers. And that was number two. Um number one, we need four ACC level offensive tackles. This is like to me the most important position on the team. We have to get better at this position if we're going to move forward, if we're going to somewhat get back to what we used to be. It's the only way. Everything starts in the trenches. I've pretty much said this in every episode. Everything starts in the trenches, offensive line and defensive line. Um, Next, I'm going to go with my spotlight players. Um, My first spotlight is going to be Ira Henry. Offensive tackle, 6'5", 315, 320, somewhere around in there. Um, nice body size for offensive tackle. Uh, slow out of stance. Needs to get stronger. Needs to lose weight. I would like to see him get down to like 300, 305. Um, decent athleticism for a man his size. Has trouble with speed rushers. I see him as a right tackle, not a left tackle. Uh, he is not susceptible to the bull rush, meaning he he's pretty strong now, but he needs to get stronger. He doesn't get bull rushed by uh, defensive ends. Um, needs to work on footwork. Um, has great potential to be a starter if max effort is put forth. Um, my NFL comparison to him is Trent Williams. For the Washington Redskins, um, around the same size, same kind of ability and same kind of potential. Um, he has to put it all together. He needs to work on his technique. He needs to get in the film room and study these these speed rushers. He needs to get out of his stance faster than what he does when he's facing speed rushers. But he could be a starter next year if he puts it all together. Um, my next spotlighted player is going to be Kalen DeLoach, linebacker. Um, he has defensive back skills. He's undersized for a linebacker. Needs to get up to about 225. He's about six foot. He's like 210. He's like 209, 210 right now from what I've read. He needs to get up to about 225 to really be an effective college linebacker. Needs to get stronger. Um, footwork is decent. Speed is decent. Breaks down 
um, to tackle pretty good. Uh, reads keys. Um, reading keys needs to improve. Needs to be more aggressive in all areas. To make it to the NFL, he needs to add weight and strength considerably. My NFL comparison to him is Shaq Thompson. Same type of player. Um, he can be the next Shaq Thompson if he puts it all together. I don't know where he'll go in the NFL draft. I don't know if he'll get drafted, but same type of player. Same size, same exact, pretty much everything. Um. So I think both of these guys will be starters next year um, if if the staff diagnose everything correctly. And we'll just see what happens, man. Um, my next thing I wanted to get to is one of my um, – one of the topics that I've been wanting to do since I started this podcast. And I wanted to um, – I know people are probably going to be upset because their guys are not number one, but – Hey, man, it's just in my opinion. I say that at the beginning of the episode, of each episode. My top 10 best college football announcers. All right? And uh, number 10, Mike Tirico and Doug Flutie. They do the Notre Dame uh, football broadcast. I mean, I think they're pretty good. Um, Tim Brando and Spencer Tillman. Uh, love Spencer Tillman's voice. Love Tim Brando's insight. Um, Vern Lundquist and Dan Fouts. Man, Dan Fouts is one of the best, man. Vern Lundquist is one of the best. He used to be the voice of the SEC on CBS before um, Brad Nessler and uh, before Brad Nessler took over. Um, Dan Fouts used to call games with Keith Jackson. I think he called that 2006 championship game between Texas and USC. Awesome job he did there. Um, Sean McDonough and Todd Blackledge. They don't get a lot of big-time games, but when they do, like, the bowl games now, the, the New Year's Six, they do an excellent job. I love when Todd Blackledge would go and do, like, the uh, the restaurant thing. Loved it. Um, Brett, Brent Musburger and Dick Vermeil. Back in the um, early 90s, mid to late 90s, this was an awesome tandem, man. I love Dick Vermeil, uh insight um, when, he was college, when he was calling college football. Dick Emberg and Bob Trumphy. Um, they called the 1993 National Championship between Florida State and Nebraska one of the best calls on a game I've ever heard. Um, Ron Franklin and Mike Godfrey. Back in the day, the SEC used to be on ESPN. These were your go-to guys. Two of the best to ever do it, man. Um, Keith Jackson and Bob Greasy at number two. Okay? I, I, You know, Keith Jackson is a legend. And Bob Greasy did an awesome job. Um, a lot of people going to argue that Keith Jackson and Bob Greasy should be number one. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, my number one uh, play calling tandem, announcing tandem, is going to be Fowler, Chris Fowler, and Kerr Herbstreet. I, the chemistry on air is just awesome, man. 
And I could listen to Fowler all day long, man. He could call badminton and I would listen. I even listen to him when he does tennis. And I don't even like tennis. Um, so I've always liked Chris Fowler. I loved him when he did college game day. And I wish they would have kept him on, but they moved him to the Saturday night game. And he's done a phenomenal job. Um, all right. And my last topic. And this probably going to make some people upset, but oh well. 2013 Noles against the 2018 Clemson Tigers. Uh, and I just went by position by position. And I just gave a check mark to each uh, team that I felt was superior. Um, quarterback. I know Jameis Winston won the Heisman that year. But he was not, like, lights out dominant. So I gave the edge to Clemson on that. I feel like Trevor Lawrence is the better quarterback. He was ready from day one. Jameis Winston had the red shirt. Running back, I gave the edge to Florida State. Travis Etienne is a great running back. He's an all-time leader in touchdowns. But... He doesn't really catch the ball out of the backfield. He doesn't do screens a lot. I'm pretty sure he has that ability. But Devontae Freeman and um, the other guy, I want to say his name is Riggs. He was, um, to me, it was they were the better tandem. Uh, Travis Etienne really doesn't have a running mate. Wide receivers, I'm going to say a tie. I think Higgins and uh, the other guy, I think his name is Ross. I think they're dead even with Benjamin Green and um, I can't think of the other receiver's name, the third guy we had. Tight end, Nick O'Leary, hands down, man. Offensive line, Ty. Um, very good offensive line on both sides. Actually, probably the, the, the uh, last decent offensive line we had was in 2013. Um uh, defensive line, I gave the edge to Clemson. They had one of the greatest defensive lines in college football history that year. Linebackers, I gave the edge to Clemson. I mean, excuse me, I gave the edge to Florida State. We had Telvin Smith and Christian Jones. They just have Isaiah Simmons as far as great linebackers. DBs, I gave the edge to Florida State. We had LaMarcus Joyner and Jalen Ramsey. Um, they just got that real, that one really good safety. The white guy, I can't think of his name. And special teams, I gave the edge to Florida State. I think uh, we have a better kicker on that team, and we had a better returner on that team. And so I'm picking the 2013 Florida State Seminoles to beat the – 2018 Clemson Tigers, uh, Florida State Seminoles, 2013, got eight checks. And the Clemson Tigers from 2018 only had four checks. Um, I know if any Clemson fans listen to this podcast, they're going to say FSU bias. Really not. Um, I really looked at everything objectively and just made a decision. Um, 
So that's going to conclude my Christmas episode of the Gold Nose podcast. I want to thank everybody for their support. I really do appreciate it. Um, This podcast is available on YouTube. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. Thank you for your continued support and Gold Nose.